Hi, how's it going? I'm Miss Swap Foo. I'm Mr. Swap Foo. Welcome this, to the Swap Foo podcast. This is episode 18. It is December 2nd, 2010. And uh, we're happy to be here. Yes, we are. And we're going to be talking about what we always talk about uh, our adventures in swinging. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Um, I know it's been a little while since we've been with you guys and it's not out of, uh, out of spite. It's just things have, uh, things have kind of stacked for us in our normal lives and, you know, just kind of address things as we can, but things have been really busy for Miss Wapfu and I in our professional lives. And in our fun lives. Yeah, certainly in our fun lives. So, you know, we, we like to be with you more frequently. Uh, we're gonna try to do so. I guess I always say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a long, uh, a long cold winter will help us. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll be huddled inside with nothing much to do. I don't know. We usually find plenty to do when we're indoors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any event, here we are. How you doing? So far, so good. Yeah, you doing okay? Yes. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little bit nervous that we're just winging this one. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. gonna just wing that mother. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, our, I think that our podcasts always tend to be kind of free form, so I don't think that we're really risking that much. Okay. Our our, our audiences are our audience is sophisticated enough to know that we uh, we do this with the best of intentions, and I I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Golly, what have we been up to? Do you want to just take it from what we can remember? Well, just work yeah. I mean, we were trying to think back. Okay, what have we done since the last time we uh, sat down to do a podcast? Yeah. And there were three kind of standout things, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, beginning with uh, our Halloween adventure. Yes, Halloween adventure at our local club. Halloween at the club. Yeah. Yes. And... Uh, well, Halloween started with just the decision that we were actually going to the club. <laughs> right, right. Because up, up to that point, we weren't planning on doing anything for Halloween. We were actually going, what were we going to do for Halloween? I, I, I don't know. But we, at some point, like a week or so in it, ahead of Halloween, we just decided, let's go to the club. Fuck it, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and, well, it was kind of interesting because Halloween before last was the first time we were actually supposed to attend the club. Right. And we chickened out. We did. We didn't we didn't go. We ended up not getting the nerve to go to the club right. until February after Halloween. Right. But we had all the intentions of going to the club for the first time Halloween 2009. Right. Yeah. So, it was kind of a it was kind of a neat experience thinking, you know, okay, we, you know, made that made that leap and uh we Made it to Halloween this year. We did, and we actually made it to Halloween this year with the couple that was supposed to go with us the previous year, and they chickened out too. Yes. So <laughs> we all chickened out. So we all, but now we all we all sacked up and went. We all made it, and uh, <laughs> and we uh, let's see. When we decided to go, I was like, "Okay, you your responsibility is to get online and get costumes for us." Yeah, like seriously fast. <laughs> Yeah, like overnight delivery. Yeah. Just pick something. And I and I did. And all you knew is you wanted to go as Zorro. I wanted to be Zorro. <laughs> um, why was I this? Because Zorro is a swarthy and elegant caballero. Yeah, you just <laughs> like wielding a big sword. I like, <laughs> like dressing in black and wielding a big sword. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? <laughs> and not be Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and I was a Spanish senorita. Yes, you were. You were. You were. And you wore a wig. I know, and I love wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was very cool, and you got a lot of compliments. You look very beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. It was uh, an interesting experience because yeah. I'm a blonde, and so I wore a dark black wig. Yep. So it was fun because you get fun. to be you get that's the fun part of Halloween is you get to be someone else for an evening. And I wore I wore the Zorro hat, and I had a mask, and I had a cape. Yes, a cape, a cape, and. Uh, I was like, oh, well, we probably aren't going to get to play it all tonight. I mean, I've got to worry about keeping this wig on. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it didn't work out that way, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, what were some of the interesting costumes that we saw that night? Um, 
Well, there was like three or four sexy cops. Oh, yeah. Right? And they all looked great. Yeah. And one of them was at our table, which is, she, yeah, she looked really hot. And you were like, cops make me nervous even when they're sexy. <laughs> right. Cops make me nervous even when they're sexy. I keep on checking my, po- my pockets for contraband. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, yeah. Was, oh, oh, the, um, the funnest one for me was the guy dressed as the breathalyzer. The breathalyzer. No, he, he was with the sexy cop. He was with the sexy cop and he was dressed as a breathalyzer and the little part that you blow into right. was down in his crotch area. Oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. And, um, what other costumes? There was an Adam and Eve at our table and they looked really good. Oh yeah, those were awesome. Yeah. They really only did have the fig leaves right. covering the most, yeah. you know, minimal the, parts. The junk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the junk. Yeah, and and they couldn't even stay in those costumes the whole night. No, they didn't. They they yeah, those came off. And uh, oh, there were just so many costumes. Oh, there was the there was the chicken fryer and the chicken. Yes, she she. <laughs> She dressed as a hot, uh, like a 1950s like, hot. Or uh, Chick-fil-A. Was chicken it Chick-fil-A? Fr- yeah, it's supposed to be a Chick-fil-A chicken fryer. Chick-fil-A hot, TM. Hot Chick-fil-A chicken fryer, and she had her husband dress in a big fluffy chicken costume. Not sexy. Not sexy. <laughs> that wasn't sexy, but they're so sweet. I yeah. mean, and he's so sweet. It's like, he's, he was a good sport. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, all of you who have the furry fetish, I've never seen a chicken. I see like a bunny rabbit and a squirrel and, a, you know, maybe like uh Well, chickens aren't, aren't uh well, they don't furry. Have fur. They have, they're feathery. <laughs> yes. But it was, anyway. Um, furry uh, fetish. <laughs> maybe there, there, maybe there's a foul fetish. A foul, we don't know. We don't know fetish. about it. <laughs> Like me all kinds of ways. Um, so at any event, we went and um, we had a really good time. It was fun. Um, people were into it. The place was fucking packed. It was rocking. It what was did they rockin'. say? There were 400 and some odd. 450 people there. 450 people showed up. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. Wow. It was certainly. And this good is times. The, the good times. And at one point, we, uh, a bunch of us, all the people at the table decided, like, well, Let's go to the playroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we all marched through the playroom in our costumes and there was a big uh it's not bean a bean bag. is it a it's, it's not a, a bean bag. Bean bag. <laughs> is it a bean bag? Yeah, it's like an eight foot bean bag. I don't know, but there were several of us on the bean bag. Yeah, the there next thing I knew the wig was gone and <laughs> all the clothes were gone and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We did. It yeah. was a good time. There were uh I remember lying lying back on the beanbag and it's you know, I was into what I was doing with the gentleman that I was with. And right, right. I kinda started looking around and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's other people here. Everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still didn't get to try the swing and that's disappointing. Well, we're going back this weekend, yeah. so maybe uh maybe we'll go ahead and get on the swing. I know. It's just that I don't know, it's this certain level of like Grace expectation, <laughs> being able to like get on the swing, get in and, and out of the swing, and I don't know. Yeah, and that little like a soup sandwich, getting yeah. it out of it. Yeah, it makes me nervous, but uh, I'm completely fascinated by it. You know what you need to do what? is you need one of those like ninja smoke bombs, <laughs> right? Just He's like, like throw, throw the fucking ninja smoke bomb, poof, and then when the smoke clears, you're in the swing, in the swing, right? And nobody can really tell whether or not you fucked up getting into it or whatever. Oh my god, I need something like that. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> You know, you need a distraction. Maybe like a little laser pointer could shine on the wall. People like, "Ooh, look at that laser pointer!" Right? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> like the don't mess with the Zohan when they <laughs> do the the little smoke bombs. Yes, yeah, I like it. Okay, well, maybe I'll try that. Uh, just it's just a suggestion. <laughs> well, you can cause a um, disturbance. A, dis- you know, a distraction. In, the, yeah. Yeah. In I, I, I can pick a seizure. Maybe something like that. I'll I pick, <laughs> get one of those Alka Seltzers and put it in my just, mouth and like start foaming at the mouth I, and pick a seizure. I'm just saying I might need assistance. <laughs> I'm there for you, baby. Thank you. I'm there for you. I'll, I'll, I'll cause a distraction. I'll pull the fire alarm or something. <laughs> so uh, it was it was neat that we made it to the club for yeah. Halloween, especially because it felt like a sense of accomplishment for me because I knew that we had chickened out the year before. Yes. So. It's like, we're here and we're rocking it and we're having a good time. We certainly did. We certainly did. Stand out evening at the club for sure. Absolutely. 
So the other thing that we wanted to discuss is that we take a road, a road trip up to a, a neighboring city to uh, mm-hmm. hang out with a, another couple mm-hmm. and visit their club. Mm-hmm. And it was a really quiet night at their club, but they know everybody there. They know everybody. Yeah. And I'm, I was so surprised because for as you know, long as we've been going to our club, it just seems like we know a limited number of couples. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, I mean, it's quite a few couples but mm-hmm. they knew everybody that went to their club right and so that there's a big difference there it certainly is mm-hmm. um but man yeah when i had a really good time um we had a hotel date with them mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the club and hung out and we actually hung out for a long time before we even went to the club just in the room just mm-hmm. bsing and catching up we really get along with them and yeah. uh and uh loyal podcast listeners as well so yeah give a shout out to them you know who you are we love you and uh we um we went to the club and uh, any kind of standout moments in the club like she and i wandered around a lot uh talking to people i remember that which was it was cool because i like meeting people and it works for me yeah yeah well i had a i had a really sexy you know evening yes and I don't know. It good was, times. It was, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a really good time too. It was hot. Mm-hmm. I I like those guys. Yeah, that was cool. And we met some more people. And mm-hmm. They invited us back for New Year's, so maybe we'll we'll do that. Yeah, for the, New Year's Eve. That's the plan. That's the plan. So there's a there's a package deal, right? At the, no, no, at it's a house club? party. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a house party, so it's not gonna be uh, not gonna be that club night thing. Okay, because I know some of the clubs are offering package deals for special events like that. With shuttles. and Yeah, this yeah. particular one had a package deal for X amount of dollars. You'd get a shuttle from their selected hotel. Right. Uh, you'd get entry into the club, mm-hmm. and the hotel was included in the package deal. So, you know, wherever you are, if you have a club in the area, check, you know, check out and see yeah. what they have going on for New Year's because there's a lot of that available. Yeah. And just watch out for, I mean, we love you guys and we don't want, we want you to be safe. Just watch out for the amateur drunks out there because New Year's is like prime yeah. time for Well, that's bad why behavior. the package deals are nice when yeah. it includes a shuttle and a place to stay and right, all that. Right. that. The package deals are really, really worthwhile. S- soup um, to nuts, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Twat to nuts? Twat to nuts. I don't know. Hi, folks. Oh, yeah. but you know what? One thing I did want to say about the club mm. is when we were there last, I I left my purse behind. Yes. I left my purse behind, and and I knew it when we were halfway back to the hotel, and I was like, I don't want this to be drama because right. there isn't anything in there that I couldn't replace or live without. Uh-huh. But uh, the next day when we arrived home, you received a call from the club and said, hey, your wife's purse is here. Right. And they re- and they returned it. They shipped it to us overnight. Overnight it overnighted it to us. It it had every single thing in there that I left in there. Down to it, the last dollar. Down to the last dollar. Yeah. And I was just so impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't find that in a in a regular club. No, you wouldn't. You mm-hmm. certainly I mean you've had your purse stolen in a regular club yeah, before. Absolutely. And... So it was it was just a really nice little thing that you know, that idea of community. Right. You know, it kinda gave me that kind of re uh, assured that idea of community and it's like the people that were working there the volunteers the volunteers have a sense of uh yeah, of uh, taking care of people take, yeah and mm-hmm. uh, and a commitment to make to make uh you know swinging a positive experience for everybody and to really um just you know to let them know that you know that they're they're your fellow participants in the lifestyle you know right, club right. members right so my purse showed up here the next day intact everything intact and i was like that is just really a great statement for the community and the people that we're socializing with absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely it just reaffirms that you made the right decision mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i i think so yeah. so i i just wanted to mention that because orgasm notwithstanding <laughs> <laughs> well can you imagine how much easier it makes your life when you don't have to replace everything that you as we have to do we've had to do in the past mm-hmm. so, so we were happy about that yeah and and if any of those guys are listening want to say thank you thank you thank you yes which i did send a thank you note back and yes you know so 
Yeah, absolutely. Now it's a, I, yeah, anyway, great folks. And we'll mm-hmm. go back there frequently, as frequently as possible. Absolutely. And you're welcome to come down and visit us whenever <laughs> you'd like. Um, so, okay. Do you know where the clubs are not run by the community? Mm. Where the swinger clubs are not run by the community? By the swinger community? Where? Paris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what else have we been up and to? It's, it's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so we took a trip to Paris for our 10th anniversary. anniversary yeah. And uh, we went there for our honeymoon, so we decided to return after 10 years. Yes. So we went back and spent 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. And of course, did a lot of the you know, museums and walking and tours. Great and, food. Yeah. And amazing coffee. Yeah. Beautiful people. But yes, everyone is beautiful people. Yeah. And we were, uh, but we had been told about, well, two or three clubs that are there that are, are the best. Right. I reached but, out to uh, the community on Cassidy mm-hmm. and uh, asked them if they had any recommendations. And they did. Yeah. And what what were the top two or three recommendations? Le Chandelle mm-hmm. was one of them. The other one was Overside. Mm-hmm. And uh, the there were you know several people who said they had a, a caveat that said Le Chandelle is very exclusive. And if you're not dressed right, X, Y, Z, they're not going to let you in because mm-hmm. they're going to look at you through a... Uh, through, oh, yeah, through a, or a camera. Or a actually. security camera. Right, before they decide whether or not they're going to let you in. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't even know how the fuck people are dressing in Paris to go out these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what I think looks nice, and I know what works for my club. Yes. In Texas. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know. But you don't want to show up at a club in Paris, and somebody looks at you through a peephole and right. slams the door, and then <laughs> then where do you go? And then what the fuck do you do? Because it's not like we can just get back in our car and zoom off to wherever. <laughs> I mean, it's like then we have to go to a cab, and we're in a strange city, and, you know, yeah. it's just a hassle. Yeah. So we, we uh, well, you, actually, you did. You yeah. S- you, s- you selected Oversight. Oversight, yeah. Oversight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rue Cherchmidi, mm-hmm. um, 82 Rue Cherchmidi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we went there. Mm-hmm. And okay, so you arrive, and it's a small street in central Paris. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you know, you arrive at this place, and you basically walk into what looked like a office building? It, that's what it looked like to me. Right. It was like, a, it, was, um, it looked like a, like a, not a courtyard, but. It was strange. It was, it was, it was, you walk down a, a looked, few steps. It and did look like an office building. Like an off, like it, like maybe like some place where you'd have a dentist office. Right. And yeah. It was very, very quiet outside. Yes. I mean, it looked, you know, deserted. Deserted. Which is, it's funny because in in Texas, you'll find a lot of the clubs like in an in industrial areas because of zoning. Right, right. Right. But in Paris, this particular one happened to be like in a more of an office area. Yeah. Very so nice it, building. So it looked deserted because, yeah. you know, it's nighttime. It's so nighttime. Everybody's gone for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nighttime and it's hazy and it's cold. So it's mm-hmm. not like people are like mm-hmm. hanging about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we walked up to this place and uh, you're, wa- you're, you're walking along a hall and, the, and it's a white hall and to the right there was a door mm-hmm. and we arrived just as another couple was walking in. So we kind of knew right away where it was. Mm-hmm. But as we got closer to the door, all you saw was the name of the club in a small, uh, small plaque on the outside. It said "Club Overside." Mm-hmm. Privé, I guess it said also it was private. And they opened the door, let us in immediately. So I guess we passed muster there. Yeah, <laughs> with with some uh, caveats. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah cause I was wearing a, a little mini skirt, so yes. I, underneath my mini skirt, I had on a pair of tights. Cause cause it was forty degrees outside. Freaking cold. It's, it was colder than forty. Yeah, it was, it was in the thirties. Yeah, it was. It was definitely in the thirties. Yeah. So I had on a pair of like uh, boots. Yes. With uh, fur gaiters, yeah, and a pair of um, tights on yes. under my miniskirt. You look really cute. I I kind of thought I looked good. You look really cute. <laughs> you really cute. But they had a strict rule there that said that women had to have bare legs. Yes, it was. In, it's on their well, website. Well, it was. Well, did it say bare legs or yeah. did it did it say no pants? It said no pants. Yeah. So I guess. Well, I mean, I was pretty much it, and so right. I guess leggings were considered or tights were considered uh, pants. But bare legs would have been a better description because they made yeah. me go into the restroom and pull my my tights off right. before I could enter the club. Enter the club, mm-hmm. yeah. And when we got there, it was very obvious that the people there worked there. It mm-hmm. wasn't like they were they weren't swingers, or I mean, they may have been swingers, but they weren't. <laughs> well, the guy that toured us was up to something. <laughs> so you know, and the thing is that we assumed that he was a manager. 
yeah. right? Because because we're used to volunteer managers. Yes, yes. And, uh, and 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 we've had the experience where they take you around and show you the club, the club, and right? Introduce you to the club and let you know where everything is and what the you know guidelines are, rules or whatever. So I, I guess I'm just a little background. The place was um, sixty eight euro. Sixty eight. Oh yeah, sixty eight euro, euro to, to get, get in. in, and you it's not BYOB. Um, they sell you the drinks there, mm-hmm. and it's an on-premise club. Um, and uh, with your sixty-eight euro entry fee, you got your first two drinks mm-hmm. as well, and then each drink after that was like sixteen euro. So things are pricey. pricey yeah. Pr- things are pricey in Europe. And anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But in any event, so this guy shows us around. Right, he was a giant. He was a big old dude, <laughs> which is rare in France. Right, people tend to be five nine and shorter. It seemed like our guys. You know, the or, average height right. would be around 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, but yeah. this guy was probably like 6'4". Six, six, yeah, like, yeah, big old dude. Yeah. And uh, he was showing us around. And we like, and he was wearing a suit, looked very dapper, if you will. Yes. And we assumed that he was uh, a manager or whatever. <laughs> and he's like showing us around, showing us all the different rooms and so on. And he kept on so, wanting to show us the fetish room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was really interested in showing us the fetish room. So t- talk a little bit about the different rooms that we saw. Well... General impressions for people who are used to clubs in the States. This club was um, very small, very dark, and very compact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by small, I would say that the entire club was maybe 20 feet wide by maybe 100 feet long. Well, that that was the... That was, that didn't include the rooms. Yeah, with the rooms. You, with you, the rooms. Well, I mean, I don't know. You, I don't know. It seemed to me like it was about a hundred feet by about twenty feet with okay. the size of the entire place. I had a, I had a, okay, just my initial impression. Right. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Yes. It was very mysterioso, and people were not communicating. It was just, you know, it it was dark. It was dark. It was. Um, it was fucking dark it was very dark yeah especially the rooms like the private rooms the back and the rooms little, the yeah. group area and so it was funny because you went back there and uh there was like i don't even know what the rooms were all i know i remember that that the bondage room mm-hmm. or whatever and there was like the whatever room but it was really small so it was like barely what you know what i mean it was the group like, room the group room was cool yeah there was like four beds four queen-size beds or something like that along a back wall not even four, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And it was that was a, like the best lit room, mm-hmm. and that seemed very nice. The private rooms were tiny. Tiny. They were like alcoves. Yeah. More than rooms, right? And I mean, it's just in any event, you know, it works for them. It it all seemed dark and fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It was it was and it's it it, it was hazardous. With lots of steps up and steps down, but who cares? That's not. An issue, right? <laughs> in any event, so so this guy's like showing us around, and and, and, and it, would, it 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 becomes apparent that this guy isn't a manager or whatever. And he was like, oh, he was debating like the various merits of the other clubs mm-hmm. in town, so on and so forth. And I, you know, neither here nor there. We were about this place, and and it, it becomes apparent that this guy, like I said, is not a manager. And I said, oh well, you know, so you're a swinger. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well. Are you here alone? It's like, oh, no, I'm here with my girlfriend, partner, whatever he said. I said, well, where is she? Right? He's like, did he say he didn't know or she's somewhere? She's like, she's out there somewhere. She's out there somewhere or something like that or whatever. I said, oh, that's cool. And I think I turned around to kind of like look around and see who this person was. And I turned back around and the guy's making out with Miss Swap Boo. (laughs) He's like on her, like he just he just <laughs> bent down and started kissing me, and I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold the I'm phone. Not fi- I'm not finished the tour yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're we're still in the tour phase. Yes, and I haven't even gotten into the like main area. Yes, you know, but not as like, much as a how you, how do you do or anything like that. He just kind of went for it, like <laughs> he did. <laughs> Which I mean, I don't care. Yeah, you know, well, as long as you a, don't care. It but. was a, it was a kiss, but it was like one of those moments where you're caught up in a kiss, and then all of a sudden you kind of snap too, and you're like, okay, what, what, what's going on? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you like to make sure that I have you know something going on yeah. before you know what I mean, and and it's not like I mean he was tall, he was nice looking, but he wasn't like the most beguiling guy in the in the no. world. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he he was a nice kisser though. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. And <laughs> but but that was that had to be the end of that because right. 
That was just bizarre. <laughs> so, um, okay, so at one point we asked them, because Miss Fu smokes, right? So we're like trying to find out where the where to smoke, because you can't smoke anywhere in Paris, right? right. Anywhere outside. In, in, indoors. Only outside. And he says, oh, no, no, they have a place for that. Yeah. And I'm like, a place? Maybe like a landing somewhere on a stairway or whatever. It's like, no, no, they have a place. Fine. So that goes on. I, we get our drinks, which were very good drinks, by the they, way. They do pour a good drink. They pour a freaking mean drink. Mm-hmm. And so we're enjoying our drinks and we're checking the place out. They're playing Europop. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> which could be horrid and, or at the same time could be very nice, depending on what mood you're in. Yeah. I, I was enjoying myself. They were, they were playing American pop they as had, well. They had some, mm-hmm, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the, so this place is basically just a dance floor that is ringed by a series of low tables. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, that's it. Like one row of low tables around a dance floor. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things we noticed was there, there was a lot of single guys there. Seemed like and it, we're, right? And we're not used to that in no. the clubs in, this, in the States. Yes. So it was noticeable that there were... A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. <laughs> a lot of dudes there. A lot of pretty girls. Yes. But a lot of dudes. There were a lot of pretty girls, but not as many as there were pretty guys. <laughs> right. Did, okay. Did you get the impression like of the the girls who were there, that the guys that were with them were kind of on them? Or not so much? Well, no. I was kind of working a different angle. Maybe. <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I wasn't noticing that so much. I, well, I don't know. Maybe I was. Because I was like... I mean... And that's the thing is that we, you and I decided early on that... We weren't going to play with anybody, yeah. right? We were, we were going to take that off the table. We were just going to go and, and, and for the sake Observe. of our, and for the sake of our Observe listeners, a report. <laughs> a sake of our listeners bring back a, a lucid, complete and, uh, a report unencumbered by, you know, our own, um, bullshit. De- yeah, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, a horniness, whatever, right? So here, so, you know, whether or not we've succeeded at that is, is up for debate. Yeah. Well, I was like making all my com- connections in smokers jail. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they have the they have the uh, le cabin de fumer, right? So if you, as you can imagine, le cabin de fumer is a cabin or a cockpit or a booth. It's it's a booth. It's, it's a booth. A, it's a smoking booth. <laughs> yes. And what they had done is that in one corner of the club, they kind of notched it out with a sliding glass door. Yeah. Right. It was automatic. An automatic. That's right. An automatic <laughs> glass door. It was like Psh-t. that led to like a maybe a. 10 foot, no, like six foot by three foot smoker's jail. Yeah. That had like a you big. You called it the smoker's, smoker's jail. jail. It had like, and it, had, and it, it, was, had, and it was all glass, it was right? All glass, so right? it's like, you can, yeah. you can stand in there and look out over the club and the whole club can see you. Can see you. It's like, look at the freaks. <laughs> and I'm not saying who said that, but anyway, and it had, and it had, and it had like this big ex- extractor fat just going to suck in the air out of the place, right? And processing it. So anyway, you know, I don't smoke, and I don't care if people smoke, but to to me, it always seems like, you know, smoking and European clubs have always been inseparable, especially in France, right? I mean, it's just, you think about, like, the, the you know, the the, the Parisians uh, smoking their cigarette, you know, smoking their galois or their gitan or whatever, you know what I mean? And just, like, uh, enjoying, the, you know, the, the joys of life, right? Well... That hasn't changed, right? Because half the fucking club was crammed into smoker's jail, right? You were in there. There was like 12 people in there and you guys were like, you guys were like asshole to tit in there. We were all bullshitting. Yeah, bullshitting in there. It's like, eh, smoker's jail, huh? You like? It's like, <laughs> um, I met some fun, fun people in I'm there. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I mean, it seemed like it was a lot of fun. Well, and one of the things was, uh, there was this little short girl that yes. was hanging out next to me. She looked a little, uh, I don't know. She was average looking. She yes. was very average looking. And we were BSing. And right. I pointed to this girl on the dance floor who looked like a supermodel. Right? right, right. And I was like, check out that girl right there. And she's like, yeah, she's hot. And I said, yeah, I, I wonder who she's going to end up with tonight. And the girl goes, oh, I can get that girl. And I was like, <laughs> like no way. <laughs> and so she like stomps out her cigarette and she goes out of smoker's jail and she goes up on the dance floor and she starts talking to this girl. She's like going to just prove this point, right? You're right, right. 
And I swear to God, like five minutes later, she's got this girl over on the side of the dance floor and they're just making out and rubbing on each other. And I was like, God damn, that girl's freaking brave. I can't believe she did that. <laughs> and she got her. And I came out of smoker's jail and I like looked at her and I was like giving her the, all right. <laughs> damn, well, there you go. There you go. Yep. So, I mean, you know, what's, what's the saying? Um, he who he, dares. He who dares. He who dares. Who or dares. she who dares. She who dares. Yeah. And this girl was a freaking supermodel. And who dares wins. Yeah. <laughs> he who dares wins. Yeah. And yeah. So. That was a good lesson though. Cause I was like, yeah, I never, never think that anyone's out of your league, right? Absolutely. Now you step up and you say, mm-hmm. hoo yeah. <laughs> How do you say it? hoo yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most beautiful word of the language language? What? Pussy. <laughs> 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 what is from uh what you call it the what al pacino is uh is, bli- is blind Hoo-ah, that one uh, yeah yeah never mind I guess too bad I- it was it, no he was awesome but yes. helen hunt it's helen hunt so it's like uh, what are you gonna do with that <laughs> what's my favorite helen hunt movie twister <laughs> um so uh Yes. Okay. So we left briefly after that. Yes. Not doing we the did, vibe. We did dance a few dances. We danced a few dances. But um, you know the people just were not friendly. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, they were they were fine. Yes. But it's not the same type of uh, like jovialness, jovial, gre- gregarious, gregarious that yeah. we're used to. And people, it just seemed like people were uh, difficult to kind of meet and well, talk with there's a, a bit of a language barrier cool, kind of there was a bit we i mean we never ran into anybody while we were in paris who didn't speak english and we were and everybody was very very uh glad to speak english to us mm-hmm, whenever absolutely. we asked and i mean not that we didn't make an attempt i always made an attempt to speak to them in french every single time yeah. and as much as i could which isn't much i i made mistakes and would whip out some Spanish every once in a right, while instead right. of French. And, uh, well, we don't do it I every get day. All flustered. You get all flustered, <laughs> and you know, and uh, you know, you make an attempt. And, yes. And then what I would try to do is that even if they were speaking to me in English, I would try to reply to them in French because I, you know, shit, I want to learn how to speak the language. It's yeah. you know, it's a beautiful language and yeah. beautiful people, and yeah, they're great. You they know, get what, a bad you know rap. what I love about France is the attention to detail. And the presentation of things. Yes. Everything just seems so thought out and planned and yeah, beautiful. The club was beautiful. The club was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. It Beautifully was. appointed. It was small, but it was like a little jewel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so if there's anything you can say about Oversight is that the place looked tight. It did. Yeah, definitely looked tight. And, uh, and not, to, not to take anything away from our club, because our club is amazing, mm-hmm. the one in our town, but. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're used to what we're used to. And right. this is a very different atmosphere. Everything and, was very small and, uh, people were kind of. A little reserved. Reserved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we ended up leaving and, uh, but I would say overall a positive experience. And, um, I, I think the next time that we go back to Paris, uh, we will hit the place like a fucking tsunami. Absolutely. Well, yeah. think about think about the first time we went to our club. Right. We were very reserved. We were very reserved. And we kind of hung back and we checked it out. Mm-hmm. We spent an evening doing that and then, you know, when we when we went the second time and the third right. time, you gain a little bit more comfort level. Sure, sure. So we just had to knock out that initial uh intimidation factor right. about getting to this club. So I think we did that and I think we have a better understanding of what the expectations are. Right. And, uh, we can go, you know, next time we go to a club in Europe, we mm-hmm. can go with a better understanding of, you know, what, Culturally what we're bringing to the table. And, yeah. You know, what's, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, God, the people were nice looking. Who? Yeah. Did you, and you made the comment that there was a lot of, did you think that there was a lot of like mistress thing going on there? Yeah. I there were a lot of like that. older guys with younger women or. Well, it just seemed like. It just seemed like guys, it seemed like it was more like guys with their girlfriends. And I don't know under what circumstances they were there with them. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it was something in their body language that made me think that they weren't married. Yes. And? Well, because I, I, you know, I was thinking it's like, well, what better place to take your mistress to? Right. Because <laughs> it's true. You're not going to run into your wife's friends there. <laughs> it's true. And you know, the thing is that in, in, 
in Paris, they don't call them a swingers club. They call them libertine clubs. And right? libertine means? Well, I mean, libertine means that you're, uh, I guess, unba- unbound by moral conventions, mm-hmm. which doesn't really necessarily mean swinger to mm-hmm. me. I think swinger implies uh, somebody who's in some sort of is some sort of a relationship that is into wife swapping mm-hmm. or into whatever you know uh, or was it was into like non-monogamous sexual activity but there is there there's that uh, initial bond that's implied in swinging and swinging and I think that libertine is not necessarily that mm-hmm. um, but I was talking to a friend of mine who 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 have recently made acquaintance with and and she lives in uh, in uh, France. And, uh, you know, the, the, the sense that I had, that I had gotten from that group was that, and she and I actually said it simultaneously in a chat session is that they're not joiners. The French are not joiners, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Americans tend to like to form clubs and associate with people with common interests, so on and so forth. I think the French have more of a sense of their own individuality. They see themselves as more as, um, a very special and very different people, each one from the other. Even though you may be engaging in very similar activities, there is a a sense that you need to make your own way and and do your own thing and not be uh, bound by conventions. And I think that the idea of joining a club or something like that would um, uh, somehow undermine that. Yeah, it would interfere with their sense of their own individuality. Individuality, mm-hmm. right. And um, so you didn't see a lot of people mingling around with each other. Yeah, right. and in our club, we're used to seeing that. Mm-hmm. People, you know, everybody makes rounds and you walk up to a strange stranger and you shake hands and you talk and you yeah. meet and greet. And I mean, that's kind of what we're used to. Right. But there wasn't any of that going on. Not that it's bad. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe they they just like to people watch. Yeah, they're experts at it. <laughs> you know, cafe culture, right? Yes. They invented it. So, um, yeah, lovely trip to France. I can't wait to go back. You know, for all the other reasons as well. I mean, the only thing I could have done without was the uh, overnight stay in Frankfurt where we missed our flight. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. The weather. It snowed in Germany. Go figure. It snowed in Germany. <laughs> and the whole fucking... Lufthansa hub shut down and we got stuck in Frankfurt for a night. But we won't bore you with the details. We made the best of it. Yes. Yeah. It was a good night. It really was. It really was. We're back. <laughs> we are back. Yes, just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to uh, the listeners and all the people that have written in and uh, with questions or comments and posted on the blog and have downloaded us on iTunes and showing a little love. Yeah, showing I mean, I, I, you know, I hope it's a shared experience for everyone like it is for us. Right. So, just want to say hi. <laughs> Hi, and yeah, just thank you very much on my part as well. Just, you know, just, uh, letting us know that you're out there and that you're listening. And again, you know, we say that we, we always do this for us. We do this for ourselves as kind of a journal of our life in the swinging lifestyle. But, but we, we like hearing your stories too. Right. And we get, you know, we get, we do get some emails that, you know, people are sharing their experiences and their stories and sometimes questions. And, uh, I, I, I feel that's very neat. I, I think every time we, uh, get a, get a comment or an email, it's like, that is so sweet that someone took the time to sit down and, and share. So very cool. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I wanted to, uh, get to this one that we received on, I guess our last episode on episode 17. And an email, or? an email okay. yeah, as an email is a question. Um, let's see. I've listened to all 17 podcasts, but you as a couple have not gone into detail about how you came about your view of sexuality. Um, you two are completely, at least to the listener, to this listener, completely void of feelings of possessiveness or jealousy. I find this remarkable and I wish, wish I could be that comfortable with my partner. Um, well, thank you for the comment. I I don't know if it's a question. I mean, we we've kind of talked about jealousy in the past, 
We have, and I and I I thought we had addressed this question, right. and you know when we got when we received the email, I started thinking it's like okay, well how how does a person come you know come about their with their idea of sexuality, and I think it starts at a you know very young age, mm-hmm. and so I started thinking about it like how did I grow up, how did I grow up, and how did that affect my idea of sexuality, right? Because we haven't we haven't gone uh, we haven't gone prior to our relationship. Well, I mean, yeah, not very much prior. Yeah, yeah. And and so I started thinking, it's like, well, what what is it about my life that has allowed me to create this idea of sexuality? And there were a couple of things that came to mind. Okay. Uh, one is that I grew up in a household without a lot of religious influence Mm -hmm. Um, my parents you know believed in god right but i didn't grow up under the under the idea that you know sex was a bad thing Mm -hmm. or that's you know sex would send you to hell or anything like that so i was allowed to kind of develop my own opinion of sex Mm -hmm. um and another thing is that i grew up in a, a city in wyoming right and there wasn't a lot of influence outside of my family regarding sexuality as mm-hmm. far as like what women should be and what their sexuality might be. And so I was pretty much between those two things, I was pretty much allowed to create my own idea of sexuality. Right. That, you know, and I think that you had a very strong role model in your mom. And, you know, just kind of independent and kind of, you know, doing her thing, you know, I I mean I don't know what do you think and you you had a great relationship know. with your father and you still do obviously and I just I just didn't I just did not grow up with bad with influences of like sex is bad or, or re- repression or control or anything right, like that yeah, right. yeah so I think that that was like a start mm-hmm. you know that was a start and when I turned eighteen and moved away from home and you know really started experiencing sex. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it yeah. was, it was fun. So uh, I think that the, those kinds of things got me off to a a good start as far as sexuality. It was kind of positive, and you were able mm-hmm. to distinguish. I think. I mean, well, okay. I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I think that you were able to distinguish at a fairly long, a fairly young age. I mean, or begin to develop your view that sex isn't necessarily equal to love, or something like that, or yeah, because. I mean, I, I, mm, I don't. I'm not quite sure what you're saying. Well, I mean, that's kind of my view. Is that I mean, to me, sex and love aren't the same thing. You know, sex is a physical act, whereas love is an emotion. You know. Yeah. And then I mean, you, I I agree with that, but I'm right. trying to think back to when I was in my you know early 20s. It's like, how did that develop? Uh-huh. To me, when I became sexually active, you know, in when I was. 18 into those years in my 20s right sex was just about fun yeah it was about having a good time it was about both people just enjoying themselves recreating (laughs) recreating yeah Yeah. and yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to uh reach back to you know you Mm. and i prior to you and i it's like what could create this idea Mm -hmm. of mine and the one thing that I disagree with the question or the comment mm-hmm. is that jealousy is a factor. I right. mean, you and I have been through periods when, you know, we've had jealous periods. Right. Or, or, or at least I have. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that the jealousy thing is balanced by uh a certain sense of selfishness mm-hmm. and I think jealousy occurs when one person feels like their needs aren't getting met. Right. So then all of a sudden you're looking at your partner and you're saying they're getting everything that they need and I'm not getting what I need. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when jealousy occurs. So, well, there's also a rejection component, don't you think to jealousy? It's like, or maybe not. No, it's more like somebody is getting more than, not their share, but they're getting more than you do, more than you are, maybe. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question, but I I really do feel like it has something to do with the person that is jealous. Mm-hmm. Their needs are not being met. Right, and, and I, I, I think that at the core, that's what that's what creates the jealousy. And we had that conversation. Remember, we had that conversation regarding the you know the single guy versus the you know the unicorn girl or whatever you know mm-hmm. unicorns and. All that stuff, and we've kind of pretty much stopped associating with unicorns. I mean, other than as a French, as a, in a friendship level. I mean, I you know I don't. Well, a lot of that's what's driven us into the lifestyle, right? As far as swinging and you know swapping partners and that kind of thing, because when and we've talked about this in other podcasts, right? When there's a single person involved and they're involved with you or I, right? Then the other person is like, well, one of us is not getting their needs. Met, not getting where our needs met. Yeah, that's where the jealousy occurs. Yeah, I I think. And honestly, this had never been an issue for me because you know I didn't really care if you associated with single guys or whatever. And we'd had, you know, we'd had a couple of them over or whatever, and yeah, go off and have a good time. And that's you know that's I I feel. I I always feel good when you're feeling good. You know, it's that compersion, the opposite of jealousy thing that they disc- they they talk about, and I always and I always feel that. Um, but at the same time, while I'm feeling compersion, I'm feeling like, well, well how come I'm not getting laid? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's not really jealousy. It's just like, well, fuck, what else am I doing? I'm gonna surf the net, you know, or I'm just gonna look out the window, or I guess I can watch, or but I don't really don't care to watch. You know, I'd I'd rather get some action. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I guess we can do like a threesome thing or whatever. Time. You know, I do a threesome thing with you or whatever. We've done that in the past, but it's like, eh. But you know, even before we got into the lifestyle and we were uh, hanging out with a lot of single people mm-hmm. that we were hooking up with, there was still always that thing. It's like, well, I, you can do a threesome. Right. But still, there are certain points during that threesome where somebody's going to be left out. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, jealousy... I think I I really honestly believe that the jealousy thing comes in when your your own needs are not being met. Right, right. Yeah, no, and I, no matter no matter what they are, if they're physical or emotional or or whatever, that mm-hmm. that creates jealousy. So because you have time to fucking sit and think about it. <laughs> right, right. It's like God damn it. It's like I guess I'll go make myself a drink or whatever. I'll, make, I'll get some peanut butter and jelly sandwich going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, right. I mean, it's like, why can't everybody have sex, right? Yes. That, that, so I think that's where, like, swapping really came into focus for us. Because, or, or at least foursomes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it comes into focus because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody's needs are being met. Yeah. Theoretically. Right. You know, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, no, no I agree. But. Um, Those have always the, worked out the best for us. But I would say to this writer, if. Uh, if you're not comfortable with what your partner's doing, I think it's it might be because you're not satisfied with what you're with what you're receiving on that end. And there's always the question: It's like, mm-hmm. well, are you asking for it, or are you setting up the situation in such a manner that you are allowing whatever it is that you're looking for to enter, your, to you know, to to arrive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that. There's a lot of people out there, okay, and this is just going to be a generalization or whatever, and you guys can take it with whatever you want. But there's a lot of, I think, guys out there in particular who are just so fucking psyched with the idea of the possibility of being able to swap that they will suppress their own needs and their desires, right, mm-hmm. to an unnatural extent, mm-hmm. to an unnatural extent, and they don't recognize that they are doing some amount of damage to their perception to of the, themselves to themselves and to their perception of the lifestyle by not asking for what they want mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know it's just like and all of a sudden it's like week after week after week goes by and they're not getting what they want and little by little they start they start becoming disenchanted or they they start yeah, whatever it breaks down your psyche it breaks down your it psyche it breaks down your psyche because the first time it happens it's like Oh, that's okay. They're having a good time. Yeah. Next time we'll be. Next time it's like, yeah. I mean, it's all right. They're having a good time, and I'm okay. Yeah. And then you just start 
you get into this cycle right. of, it also of like, oh, well, why, those- why you're making excuses about why it's okay for your partner to be fulfilled. Right. And you're not even thinking about, am I fulfilled? Right. Why am I not fulfilling my own needs? And is it, you know, is it going to be an issue if I fulfill my needs? But there just isn't a, a real uh, cognitive process sure. for for you to be able to get into the game to take that step yes take that step to, to make sure that you're game. not you know yeah. and not only that okay so you're you're the guy in this case right and it's like your your needs are not being met all right and all of a sudden you start thinking it's like well what if the few what if it was reversed mm-hmm. right what if it was reversed and what if i was like hooking up with some girl yeah and over then, and over over and over and, 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 and your 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 wife or your girlfriend yeah. is like why is he hooking up every time? <laughs> well, or it could just be, say it was one and one. So it's like one night, it's the guy who has the unicorn or the girl, right? And then it's the other night, the other night, it's going to be the girl who has the single guy. And so it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's kind of equal. Well, here's the thing. Equality is, uh, it's like art. It's in the eye of the beholder, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Equality is just in the, it's within the individual, True, is individual's perception. Not only that, but it's also whether whether or not that other person is going to project. Like, well, what is she going to think if this happens? Yeah. What is she going to think if this happens? Mm-hmm. And odds are, she'll probably be okay once. You know, odds are she'll probably be okay once. At least you and I, and that in our in our situation, it's like, well, okay. Is she'll be okay once, but let's not make this. Oh, a like habit. if you do, like if you do a one-off, right? Like just go see a girl, right? Deal. It's like yeah. odds are you'll be okay with it once, but let's not yeah. make this a habit yes. because you know. Yeah. Then you then you have a lot of time to think. Yeah. And exactly. You have a lot of uh, then the bad feelings. Yeah. You know the jealousy starts sure. coming up. It's not possessiveness, like he like the writer was saying, but it's like it's jealousy, and it's like yeah, well you know. I mean, I think I think we've kind of touched on it. We've kind of teased around it without necessarily saying it. I mean, I don't even know what the statement is. Is that don't be selfish, right? It's like don't be selfish. Don't expect that. You know, just be cognizant of what your partner's feelings are, and it's like take turns or, or if or if you're you know just be sensitive. Well, I would say I would say make sure you you're getting what you want. Yeah, get what you want, and you you will not. I don't. I don't think. That you would uh, have the time or the energy or the where you just wouldn't have the inclination mm-hmm. to be jealous if you're getting what you want. Right. If you're getting what you want out of the deal, you're going to be satisfied. Yes. And the more satisfied you are, the more satisfied your partner can be without you having ill feelings about it. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. But what? I'm just saying that he's like you can't go through life just always getting what you want, and without with you know being like going well, headlong. Well, no, it's a give, it's a give or take. It's gonna be a give or take. Yeah. So you have to be getting what you want, but right. you have to also be uh, um, aware of your partner and their happiness, and sure. that they're getting what they want. Right. So that's a communication. It's a thing. communication thing. It, it's it's about talking about it because I know couples that go out and swing. They'll go out and go to the club and swing, and then they never talk about it again until the, ne- the next time they go right. out to the club. And I think that's a little weird. <laughs> I think that's a little weird. But because that- because if you're going to be a sexual person, a sexual couple, yeah. then you need to be able to talk about it at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, sure. whenever. Yeah, 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 just pull it out. Yeah, it's like talk about it. And maybe that's the key to like, oh, what is it about us about you know jealousy or possessiveness? Is that we, you know, the way that we're speaking to you, our dear listener, you know, on the podcast is exactly the way that you and I, that you know, Miss Wapfu and I speak to each other on a daily basis all the damn time. Yeah, except you don't you don't get to hear the down and dirty. (laughs) Oh well, we don't. Yeah, we we don't. don't Yeah, we we don't don't talk about this. We don't talk about the the, yeah the, (laughs) the, the details, but. But, you know, like the candor and the, uh, just the emotion and like the, the depth of conversation that, you know, that she and I are having right now is, is exactly the same conversation that we have all the time. Not exactly the same conversation, but it's the same depth of conversation we have all the time. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you have to feel comfortable about talking to your partner about what it is you feel like, how your needs were met, right. how they weren't met. Right. Um, 
What and, what was it about the evening or the event or the day that made you feel comfortable? What made you feel uncomfortable? Right. And we're not, I mean, and we're not like these big touchy feely, softy, emotional, like psychology types in the fucking least. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but we talk about it like, uh, we talk about sex. Like a lot of people talk about like their Plumbing kids or, or, yeah. or their dogs or their, you know, yeah. or their careers or yeah. it's just, it's just a, um, you know, it's not, there isn't anything about it that's taboo. And right. I don't, I don't think that you can have that. Right. You can't have that with your most special partner. I mean, right. this is your partner. Yeah. Not only do you share your sexual life with this person, but you share all of your life with this person. So it's all an open book. Right? Should be. It's all an open book. So. And if it's not, don't swing. Cause it's like, it'll, I mean, well, I'm not going to say that, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, you can like, uh, you know, work into it. Yeah, well, y- yes, you, you, that's right. You can work into it. And or, I, or you, you, it, well, you can work into it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you have like, has it, if you, if you don't feel like you can have an honest conversation with your partner about your sexuality, I mean, at, a, at the, at the most basic level, I mean, I'm not even talking about like, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I think that that's a. That's a harsh recommendation. Well, I mean, yeah. I just think, I just, I, just, I believe that uh, everyone can open up to their partner yeah. and probably way more than you ever even imagined. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're, you're right. You're right. And everybody can take their own steps because we did. We certainly fucking did. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and that's the thing. Okay. So to respond to the listener... It's it, it, it. We didn't. We didn't. We weren't. Okay. She, Miss Swap, who gave you a little bit of background about her life. Me, I'm a dude. Nobody wants to hear about my creepy ass life. <laughs> you know. I was jacking off at two. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 just believe me. It involved a lot of a lot of like a lot of porn and a lot of beating off and a lot of. I, I oh my grew, god! I, you know, I I grew up in I grew up in I grew up in Mexico, and I was like. Like, come on. It's like. You were drunk at three. Was, yeah. You had prostitutes at four. Yeah. It was, it was a fucking wreck. My, my attitude towards sex was just unhealthy, unbalanced, and, and just overstimulated. And, and so. And I had way too much, you know, money to make all these things freaking happen for myself and the rest of my buddies. So let's just say we arrived at this situation very, very differently. However, I'm a very well adjusted, kind individual i think and i have a healthy respect and attitude toward women and their power and and uh their femininity and you're so full of crap i'm I'm just saying it's like i'm not a jerk you're you're the son of a diplomat is what you are so it's like whenever we get into a scuffle i just hand mr swap through the phone and go here get diplomatic on him um i am i am i am You are who you are. I am proud of who I am. And you are wonderful. Thank you You so much. You are a wonderful man. You're a sweetheart and I love you. Well, you allow me to be the woman that I am. And that's very cool. Thank you for saying that. That's a very special thing to say because, uh, you know, because I find you fascinating. I find you intriguing, entertaining, and just balls out fun. So to say that, you know, anyway, you, the privilege is all mine. That's all I got to say. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're so sweet. <laughs> SwapFu episode 18 comes to a close, and you can always reach us at SwapFu on Twitter, or, or you can you know follow us on Twitter at SwapFu. Um, we're on SDC, SwapFu, one word. Uh, we are on Cassidy, SwapFu, one word. We are on SLS once again. Um, I know. They sucked us back in. Swap underscore Foo. Um, on SLS, they wouldn't let us let us have our own sign in. The fucking bastards, bastards, bastards. I mean, come <laughs> on. It's like anyway, swap underscore foo. What the fuck Don't is it? Don't they know where swap foo? <laughs> they should. They should. The email didn't change. Swap foo at Gmail. By the way, give us a call at six zero nine three swap foo. Uh, with your comments, you can always email us. And uh, thank you very much. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. Keep on swinging. Your marriage may vary. Um, support Planned Parenthood.
des nuits d'amour à plus finir. Un grand bonheur qui prend sa place, des ennuis, des chagrins s'effacent. Heureux, heureux, à mourir. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Thank you.